Hey everyone, it's Adam. And Ronnie, I am also here. Before we get to today's show, we have some news to share. Two weeks from today, Friday, June 24th, will be the final episode of Recode Daily. We have so loved making this show for you, but we're going to try some fun new stuff now. Yes, thank you all so much for listening. We have more exciting Recode podcast projects coming up in the near future. You can look forward to a new season of Land of the Giants soon. It'll be about Meta and Facebook. And in the meantime, we've got a great lineup planned for the next two weeks. First up, you'll hear some of our favorite episodes handpicked from the archives by the Rico Daily team. And then, starting one week from today, we'll have one final special series of new episodes. Yes, it's called Tech Support. And no, we don't mean helping you look good on Zoom. But we will be exploring all sorts of exciting and promising technological solutions to the climate crisis. Right. Technology is what got us into this mess in the first place. You know, planes, trains, automobiles. And as we know by now, tech can't get us out of this mess all by itself either. But it can offer some support cleaning up the disaster it helped create. Today's episode touches on some of these ideas. Ronnie, should we get to the show now? Yes, Adam, I think we've been talking long enough. Let's get to the show. The planet is heating up. The climate crisis continues to be a crisis. And if we want any shot of hitting the deadline to cut global carbon emissions in half by 2030, we got to get moving. Earlier this week, President Joe Biden pulled a move you might recognize to let folks on Capitol Hill know he's done waiting for them to do something. On Monday, President Biden announced that he's going to be using executive orders to invoke the Defense Production Act in manufacturing clean energy technology domestically here in the U.S. That's Neil Dinesha, a Science and Recode Fellow here at Vox. And Neil, let's talk about the Defense Production Act. That's a war power, right? Why invoke it here? Yeah, it's a, it's a big move. It's basically saying clean energy technologies are worth investing in and that they're critical to the national security of the country. And the government's willing to support them even if the market would prefer to import energy or energy technologies from foreign countries for less money. It solves two big problems. One is that the U.S. is currently a bit too dependent on foreign energy. We saw the, the impact of this quite recently when Russia invaded Ukraine and we all saw gas prices go up because now there's a ban on Russian oil. And it gets much needed money to domestic manufacturers of these technologies who otherwise might find themselves competing with cheaper imports and, and losing out. Okay, but forgive me if I'm harping on this idea of the Defense Production Act being a war power. This doesn't seem like something you would use it for. Like maybe you'd use it for making tanks, but not solar panels. Right. Historically, that's exactly right. You know, like you said, the Defense Production Act was used to retool automobile supply chains um, into tanks. And it's it's been used again and again to essentially pass funding for military equipment of all kinds. You know, but in recent years, we've sort of seen a shift away from just using the Defense Production Act for military equipment of the kind that we would usually think of to other things that are deemed critical for national security. The Biden and Trump administrations both use Defense Production Act for supplies related to COVID-19. And President Biden recently used the Defense Production Act to help solve the baby formula crisis. Okay, so give me all the details of how President Biden is using the Defense Production Act this time around. So this week's Defense Production Act authorization specifically targets solar technology, heat pumps, insulation, green hydrogen technology, and grid components like transformers. 
he's basically saying these are all things that are critical for the energy infrastructure going forward. He's also putting a two-year freeze on tariffs for solar panels coming into the country from Southeast Asia. This freeze will allow you know, domestic solar manufacturers to keep using solar panels from elsewhere while domestic manufacturing of those solar components ramps up. This could create thousands of manufacturing jobs in the clean energy industry in particular, and, and it could make the U.S. a lot less dependent on foreign gas and oil, especially as the war in Ukraine continues. Well, the part about using the Defense Production Act to build new technology that will lessen our reliance on foreign energy makes total sense as like a national security thing. But can you walk me through the thinking about freezing tariffs on solar panels being imported from Southeast Asia? That feels very specific. Right. So it's partially to give domestic manufacturers time to ramp up production. But it's also because, you know, experts say it's actually the thing that's going to have the most immediate positive impact on the industry here because the industry has been in kind of a mess lately. Hmm. There's a big investigation happening at the Commerce Department right now into whether companies were dodging tariffs levied on Chinese companies because these companies were importing panels and other solar technology uh, from a few countries in Southeast Asia that might have been manufactured in those countries by Chinese companies as a way to dodge these taxes. And there was a big fear that this investigation could leave domestic solar installers and manufacturers liable for billions of dollars in back tariffs. And it was stopping the import of more panels and, and technology in the meantime. And so this was jeopardizing thousands of workers in the country. It's something like 230,000 workers um, in the U.S. work in the solar industry. And this investigation put hundreds of projects across the country on hold, which meant their jobs were in peril. So this goes a big way towards essentially fixing that, towards letting the installation projects that were planned for the next two years continue happening. And also, in the meantime, domestic manufacturers can ramp up their production in a few years' time. Got it. So far, all this makes sense and sounds good. Maybe too good. What's the catch, Neil? One of the catches is that the impact of the Defense Production Act is limited by its budget. It's only got a few hundred million dollars, which sounds like a lot and, you know, um, is a fair amount of money. But in the grand scheme of how this country works and the kind of investment that's needed in clean energy, it's really not that much. And the authorization can easily be revoked by a future administration, even this administration, if its priorities change. So it's not really got long-term security as a, as a solution for America's climate and clean energy crises. And lasting change really has to come through Congress. This is what my sources told me again and again. This is what the Biden administration says, too, in its own statements about the DPA. This is one step that can really help get the, get the ball rolling in terms of clean energy in the United States. But Congress really has to step up to make this truly a reality. Biden has made clear in his statements that he has not given up on Congress. The ghost of his Build Back Better bill is sort of winding its way through reconciliation. You know, there's ongoing discussion about how Democratic senators still want to pass at least parts of Biden's climate agenda. And that could unlock hundreds of billions of dollars in incentives, way more than the DPA budget could. But it really comes down to a bigger question of whether Congress can come to agreement on the climate crisis at all. Republican Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, he, he criticized Biden for using the DPA to further his global warming agenda. And it sort of just seems that if, if Republicans aren't willing to classify climate change as a national emergency, or even sometimes even as a reality, there's lots of jobs and, and the planet, you know, that will suffer the consequences. Well, inevitably, it feels like a good thing that clean energy projects in the United States are getting funding, are, are being pushed in the right direction by the Biden administration. But it also sounds like this 
move is just another reminder that the left and right have a really hard time agreeing on this issue and you know the world's not getting any cooler yeah that's that's exactly right um the world could get cooler and it could do so by creating just millions of jobs um and that's the thing that's so baffling to me about this it just feels like a like a no-brainer to make these jobs and, and clean energy happen all right neil thank you for joining us thank you so much Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon. The mix is by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.